Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to the After Party. I'm Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Joining me as always, Brian Anthony Davis, Deputy Dave Schofield. And we're here to talk about some Steelers, but also a lot of other crazy stuff. So settle in, sit back, relax, and let's enjoy this After Party as we get this thing kicked off with, I want to give this some props. We have some new writers on the site. Volunteer guys reached out, wanted to be a part of the show. One of them is Carl Ludwig. Um, he wrote an article that was published today and that was who makes the Steelers all decade team on the offense. Now this obviously stemmed from the pro football hall of fame release. They're all decade teams recently. And two members of the Pittsburgh Steelers, one Marquise Pouncey and one Antonio Brown made the team. And he went through and kind of list everything. I wanted to go through his list and I want to say, do you guys agree? Disagree? Would you add someone else in there? Y'all ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I don't think there's any discussion of quarterback. The last decade has been Ben Roethlisberger. We're going to move on. Running backs. This is where it got dicey. I think Le'Veon Bell is a slam dunk, but he kept two. Who else makes the team, in your opinion, Brian, as a running back? Do you want to know who he he had? Yeah, there's not many to pick from, but uh, I mean, let's go Jonathan Dwyer. He had Mendenhall as his second. Do you agree, Dave? Disagree? Anything? Anyone? Anyone different? So it was Isaac, Isaac Redmond. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, let's see Mendenhall. I mean, I mean James Conner is pretty tough. How far uh, was? How many seasons was he past two thousand ten? Who? Mendenhall. Mendenhall was not many seasons. I mean, about two or three. Yeah, know, I mean, how how many years did he, he play after that famous fumble in the Super Bowl? See, because you got to remember that would be the first year that this that stuff would count. I didn't think he was around that much longer. Kyle Smith said D'Angelo Williams. <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, that's actually not I might, a bad choice. I don't think because there's really Kyle, no other option. I, I'm I'm going to vote with Kyle. I'm going to go with D'Angelo Williams. I was, they, I think he was more productive. And this was like the Le'Veon Bell decade, pretty much. I mean, he dominated everything. You know, he dominated touches and carries and so there's really not much else and Ezra says Mendenhall only played three years in the decade I, I it's tough to disagree we're, we're struggling to find someone I guess is what we're getting what we're getting to so um you know you could say James Connor maybe at a Pro Bowl year he brings up Mendenhall in the article all right let's go to fullback he gave it to Roosevelt next any any disagreements there Kerry mm. Davis wasn't around um, so yeah, I'll go Rosie. Yeah. Okay. Wide receiver. I think yeah, we know Antonio Brown. He's going to get in. Who else are you putting in there? The all decade wide receiving core. Mike Wallace. Okay. You get three. I'll let Dave go. I've got a guy in mind, but. Antonio Brown, Mike Wallace. I mean, I, I, for some reason, I'm still getting stuck into players that are before 2010. So that's that's what I have to think of. Um, I mean, would it be Martavis Bryant? Uh, I'm gonna go. Juju. I mean, he has what's that? I go Juju. I mean, Juju had two good years in there. How many how many good years do you have, Martavis Bryant? Um, <laughs> Ezra know. says Ryan Switzer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, a lot of people are Dante saying Moncrief. <laughs> a lot I of see people... your Dante Moncrief, and I raise you a Sammy Coates. Nice. Yeah, there you nice. go. Hey, I saw both of his touchdowns. I was there for that game. <laughs> a lot of people are saying Emmanuel Sanders. I don't. I mm. I think that a lot of times people get the Denver Broncos and then eventually the 49ers Manuel Sanders mixed up with the Pittsburgh Emmanuel Sanders. Yep. In Pittsburgh, he didn't do a whole lot. He dropped a lot of passes. Uh, was very inconsistent, was injured a lot. Um, just so we understand Carl in his article said it was a, he, he had Antonio Brown, Mike Wallace and Juju Smith Schuster, but Martavis Bryant could have his name up there. I think he was dynamic. Don't you guys think? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think that's uh, those are some pretty good picks. Um, what would have been if Martavis could have just stayed off the grass? Yep, you're right. <laughs> and stayed on the turf. Oh, sorry. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's go to the next position. Tight end. You get one. We know what that is. That's Heath Miller. No one's going to guess that. Second guess that one. Um, left tackle. Y'all going with with left tackle in the last decade? Hmm. You have some options. Well, I mean, you have Big Al. You do have Big Al and Kelvin Beachum for a little bit. Kelvin Beachum's up there. That um, Big Al was his his pick for left tackle. mm -hmm. Just so we know, I'm probably going Big Al. Yeah, Kelvin Beachum is probably number two there. He was he was he was good. You just couldn't afford him anymore after everything. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think Vill- Villanueva is the answer. I think Villanueva is the guy. I think that he's been there and he's played well and he's been had a Pro Bowl under his belt. So I think that's definitely the pick. Um, let's go left guard, Ramon Foster. I don't think there's any disagreeing there. He so I mean, who else could it be? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same with Marquise Pouncey at center and David DeCastro at right guard, but right tackle. It's a different story. Who would you put right tackle? You might think I'm, I'm going with Marcus Gilbert. I mean, when he, when he played, he should have been a pro bowler when he, when he played with the Steelers. I mean, I was there to watch him completely shut down Khalil Mack when he was playing with the Raiders, where he didn't yep. even register. He didn't even register a statistic. Yeah, in that game, that was my second ever article for Behind the Steel Curtain. Was when uh, Mack got traded, and I said, and the Steelers didn't have to play him. I'm like, no big deal. You know, Gilbert had it; he was fine. And then he got hurt, and then he was replaceable. But that's who I would say. I mean, if you want to joke around with Flozo Adams, but, uh, you know, Marcus Gilbert was the guy really, he really was, but I would like to go back in. I would like to issue a complaint to Jeff Hartman. <laughs> no, you didn't give me a chance at center. Cause it was that one year, that one year, the pounds, he was out uh-huh. for the entire Cody season. Wallace. <laughs> and no, it wasn't Cody Wallace. I mean, Cody the Wallace. proctologist, the proctologist Cody. No, Wallace. no, he was out two <laughs> different but, seasons. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, no, no, two he, years. Yeah, no, he's he's been around, but that one year I'm talking about, there was this one guy that was magical, number sixty-one, Fernando Velasco, and I'm not kidding. Saying, that Velasco. guy was pretty. That guy was pretty darn good. He for that. pretty good, but of course, <laughs> it's pouncy. But yeah. I have to throw in a plug for Fernando, and somewhere he's like, mm-hmm. "Thank you, bad. Thanks for yeah. thanks for yeah. remembering me." Because you I, I'll be honest with you, both those guys played all right whenever Pouncey missed those seasons. Because one was one season, one was the other. 
The proctologist, now, Cody Wallace. Now, <laughs> with this, with that being said, Fernando Velasco has now come out and hang out with me when this whole Corona thing's over. He's got to hang out with me for a week for plugging. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, that, that could be good or bad. Depends. Uh, we'll see. Just you, you brought up. I want to bring this question up real quick before we uh, go off the rail series. This is a Steeler related question. And you brought up a name, Brian, that jogged my memory. So I was watching uh, some, I was on Twitter today and I saw that the Steelers, uh, they did, they do highlights in the off season. And it was the play where Joe Hayden jumped the route and picked off Kyler Murray in Arizona. And I watched, and I was like, what a play. Like, that was a great play. Because Kyler Murray, you can't fault him. As a rookie, you're thinking that that's going to be there. Hayden drops back when he's not supposed to really, kind of reads the eyes of the quarterback, picks it off. I would love for the Steelers to win one for Joe Hayden. You know, there's always those players that you're like, gosh, just win a Super Bowl for Joe Hayden. The guy's been through hell. He's been to Cleveland for yeah, all those years. Yeah, yeah, gosh. Cleveland. But Flozo Adams was another guy that – he never made the Super Bowl when he made it, and then they obviously lost that game against Green Bay. But I always was like, man, that would be great to win one for Flozell. And that's something that Mike Tomlin even said when they picked him up because people forgot that he he was only there for I think one year, right, guys? And then yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe maybe like six games. I mean, I was it wasn't even the late. whole year, was it? Yeah, yeah. So the hotel Flozell, the hotel. Flo-Zell. So. Is there anyone in your – it can be current, past, whatever. Maybe they didn't win one for him. Is there any ever a player that's like, gosh, I would love for them to win a Super Bowl for that guy? Who Ramon is- was one of them. That was yeah, that was my yeah. answer. I'm like, man, I really wish. You know, I would love for nothing more for them. I mean, is there any way if they're having a fantastic season and there's just something – Bring him on as a, you know, I want him to get a <laughs> ring somehow. Just, you know, sign him, sign him and put him on IR or something, but, and the, but you just don't have the cap space, but cause that would be, yeah, he's one of those guys. I really wish would have got a ring. Good right. call Ezra and Dermani. Dermani Dawson yeah. deserved it. Definitely. Just me says Shay's ear. Um, mm-hmm. Would have been another one. Absolutely. But yeah, I get you when guys like Joe Hayden, leave the cesspool that is Cleveland in the Cleveland Browns and come to the Steelers. A lot of one of the reasons they come to the Steelers is because they want to win a they want to win a Super Bowl and they want to play well, in big games. Well that's and the so, next step. First they want to be able to be playing in relevant games in December. So and then then it's beyond then it goes beyond that and gets the championship because they I mean, played. Look, Joe never played a relevant game in December when he was with Cleveland, did he? No, but the, every year he's been in relevant games in December and he played in. Yeah, he was he on this. Yeah, he was on the seventeen team that lost to Jacksonville. Um, so I think that was his first playoff game ever too. Man, gosh, they come on guys, you got to yeah. win one for Joe. I, on. You know what? And I love the fact that he was a little bit salty that he didn't make the uh, the uh, decade team. And he came out. I mean, I still think he was he was pretty cool about it. But hey, he's he's like, what about me? I wanted to be on that team, and I love it. I love the man's fire. I love everything about that guy. I I thought Cam should have been on it. Hayward. Well, he's he's such a tough nut to crack based on the fact that he plays defensive end, and we all know about the Pro Bowl voting and All Pro. Oh yeah, well that's why they changed him to a defensive tackle two years ago. Yeah. Just because of the designation makes it it makes it easier because that's really what he is. So I mean that's what hurt him. I, I mentioned that in the article that I did for it is that that was the biggest thing that hurt him early in his career was he didn't get more accolades because he was going up against the the likes of the JJ Watt. You know that's that's the position they were comparing him with. Yeah. 
you know, uh, a 3-4 defensive end and a 4-3 defensive end are not, nowhere close to each other. Absolutely. So, You know what? John L. Williams, Scott Hudson brings him up. That was one of my favorite Steelers. He wasn't here long, but one of my favorite Steelers from those that 90s team is John L. He was a very great fullback for them in that uh, that limited time that he was here, here along with uh, another guy that's not a, a fullback, but a running back, Eric Pegram, was another guy that I just really enjoyed. And those are names that you kind of forget about that came from other teams. Absolutely. So, Jeff, yeah. did, did you realize, because this is something I brought up in the article, that this, this most recent all-decade team was the first time since the 1950s that the Steelers did not have a defensive player on the team? Wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I guess I'm trying to think about who would have made it. Like you said, Cam. Cam, I Cam, Cam and Hayden were probably the two obvious ones. But well, and the problem is, is you get, is you had good defenders that were being phased, you know, that were finishing up their career early in the in the 2010s, and then more great defenders that are they have now that have only been around, like right. TJ, who's only been here for three years. So they it's definitely you know, a lull. There was definitely a lull there. What did well, Troy? Yeah. When did Troy leave? Fourteen. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean he was on the all decade team for the two thousands. Yeah. So was James Harrison. Yeah. yeah. Harrison was um, on that team too, wasn't he? Yes. There was there was only two. You think James um, Harrison gets into the Hall of Fame? No. No. To, really? There's no. there's too many guys with so many more sacks at his position. One of the most iconic plays in Super Bowl history. I'd say the greatest Super Bowl play of all time. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I just don't think he gets in. Okay. All right, guys, what do y'all have for me? Brian, do you want to go into your bracket now? Or do you want to hold yeah. that off and wait? <laughs> Let me tell you something, mean Jeff. <laughs> we were talking about wrestling last week, right? And yes. March Madness uh, is uh, ended up, and we were talking about wrestling theme songs and entrance themes. And so Dave is the one who put me up to this and said, you know, we need to have a bracket. And I was like, I'm game. I'll go ahead and, and do the bracket. So I'll try to be brief on this, but it is a 32 team Brian, field. Gosh, 32. Can, <laughs> we did 32 last can, week. But can, I interrupt for, can I interrupt for yes. just a second? Because yes. I just don't want people to then all of a sudden be like, oh, uh, so I want to correct this. No, it was not James Harrison that was the other player on that on that um, 2000s all-decade team. It was Alan Fanica. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. All right. So, yeah, so it's he okay. was not on an – James Harrison was not on an all-decade gotcha. team. Gotcha. All right. Good, Brian. All righty. So uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, let Jeff kick it off first. And uh, everybody's going to have a chance to vote on these. Um, I'm trying to – I look, I kept out moder uh, like new guys. Good. But there's some Good. that uh, <laughs> are, are still uh, – that are probably getting old now um, that I did put in there that uh, Jeff might not be as familiar with. But, I mean, they're kind of big names, so I threw them in. So just bear with me. But let's start off with some really iconic guys from the 80s. Jeff, you've got the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Everybody's Money, 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 money. <laughs> Against he's cool, he's cocky, he's bad. The honky tonk man. Oh, I hated the honky tonk man. I'll take DiBiase's music and DiBiase any day of the week. Couldn't stand the honky tonk man. 
Loved it when he got <laughs> you his guitar. You weren't supposed smash. to like the honky talk. I man. know, but I, I fell right into that trap. So definitely <laughs> Ted DiBiase. <laughs> All right. These guys uh, may be a little more modern for you, but I'm not sure. Mick Foley against uh, Edge. I know Mick Foley. I remember Edge. I didn't like Edge. So I'll go Mick Foley. Edge just made his comeback after nine okay. years off. Uh, so you're going to go with Mick Foley. Yes. We've got some Americans here. <laughs> sorry, that was that, that was Edge's you know music. Me. Oh, okay, sorry. You think you know me. Um, <laughs> let's talk about some American guys here. I am a real American. We've got Hulk Hogan against the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Are you serious? I, I was a Hulkamaniac as a kid, man. I, I still have the I workout know. set in my house. I had a poster of him in my room. Hulk Hogan. All right. Son-in-law, father-in-law, Triple H, the game, against Vince McMahon. Uh, no chance. Yeah, that's no what that was Vince. Yes, yep. Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is by far. And uh, Triple H is, it's all about the game and how you play it. For those so of you just joining us, like Lance Williams, we're <laughs> talking about the theme music, not the wrestler themselves, the theme music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just okay. love the no, no chance. <laughs> now, I accidentally <laughs> skipped one, okay. and I'm going to go back to it, but this one should have been before this one. I know where I'm just going to write it in. I know you're going to go. So Chris Jericho. Yeah, I can't remember his music. Y2J. Um, break the walls down. Uh-huh. Against you smell what the rock is cooking. Oh, that's easy. It's a rock. I it's know. Rock. I, I already wrote it in. And I, I'm right writing this one in too. Um Razor Ramon and Stone Cold Steve Austin. How do you have the rock and stone cold on the same side of the bracket? Like those should be like polar opposites. <laughs> It just Anyways, it's going to be Stone Cold, even the oozing with machismo. <laughs> the bad guy. <laughs> <Flicking> the <laughs> John Cena. Uh-huh. Against. Oh, you didn't know? The New Age Outlaws. Always love the New Age Outlaws. I'm taking this. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys were great. <laughs> yep. It was all about the intro, man. Like right when it hit, you had to know who it was. <laughs> and you knew it when you heard, oh, you didn't know? And then that was great. That was good. That's how Dave and I are going to – Tony and I uh, <laughs> will start the show since we're doing the two together. But maybe Dave and I, next time we do a show, we go, oh, you didn't know? Bam. I say that all the time. I say that all the time. <laughs> Even to my wife. Okay, well, about oh, you didn't know? <laughs> That's all. I, that's you all. I, ask, go. I don't have to you, go anymore. You say to your wife, "You're you're asking her to call somebody." <laughs> she knows what I'm talking about. I don't have to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna stick with those guys. Um, I don't know how they ended up on the same side, but D Generation X. Okay. Against Goldberg. Oh, Goldberg. DX was, was pretty good. It was, it was pretty good, but still, it wasn't. DX. It wasn't DX. DX. It wasn't DX. So you're gonna go with DX? Yes, I am. All right, that concludes your side, Mister Schofield. Sorry, 
You got to put it close to the mic if you're going to play the music. It just sounds like you're ringing. Well, no, I, I don't want us. To, I don't want us to not be able to. to I, like, I, don't I don't know. Is that stuff copyrighted? I don't know. Well, whatever. You know. Yeah. You know. Uh, Jimmy Hart wrote half of that stuff. Yeah. Really. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he and a guy named Jim Johnston, but uh, Jimmy Hart actually had a top five song with a band, uh, group called the, uh, I think it was the McCoys. Uh, it's called Keep On Dancing, and uh, he was on that. He was he was a uh, he was a big singer songwriter, and he did it for WCW and the WWE. Dave, you got a big one right off the bat. Okay. Ultimate Warrior against. Macho man, Randy Savage, pomp and circumstance. <laughs> I'm I'm going with I'm going with the Macho Man. Macho madness, it is. Elizabeth, get down that aisle. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> he was so jealous of her, man. I'm surprised that he did not have her locked up in the house at one time he was so paranoid of anybody going near her um what i was reading some stuff about him the other day just what just what a character shane mcmahon now i don't know if you know shane mcmahon's of, trying to think about what his here comes the money oh okay i remember that but up against mr wrestlemania I'm a sexy boy, sexy boy. Oh, Not man. your boy toy, boy toy. HBK. So, Heartbreak Kid. And that song was written by the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels himself, Michael Hickenbottom. It was also written by Jim Johnston. And one more person, Jimmy Hart. Okay. Wrote that song. We'll go with we'll go with HBK. We're going with HBK. Yeah. It's the big show. It's a big bad show tonight. Paul White, the big show, who has a new show on. Uh, he's a Can show. You on just say the songs, Brian. Called the Big Show show. The Big Show. Again, this is going to be the Undertaker. <laughs> You've got to say the Undertaker. I mean, it's just. Hold on. It's not the beginning of it. It's just the sample. But yes, um, <laughs> Mr. Perfect mm -hmm. against oh, I'm to remember mm. this. his was really good. If if uh, you might not remember it, so I'm just going to write down Nature Boy Ric Flair. Oh, of course, 2000, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Now, for extra points, could you name that song? I just said it, didn't I? It's two thousand. It's got a real name. Space though. Odyssey. Yeah, um, but it's. Ice Rock Zoo Cross Stars. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's Austrian, I believe, or something like that. Voodoo Child. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Against the Four Horsemen theme. You don't even have to read anything else. Yeah, you know stop. that Voodoo Child is one of my yeah. most favorite entrances. It was that ever. era, the entrance music got different. Yeah. It was different. It wasn't the same. It was mm -hmm. better. Go ahead. Here is uh, one of Jeff's favorites. Brett the Hitman Heart, mm -hmm. which was pretty cool instrumental mm -hmm. against Kurt Angle. Hmm. I was there for Kurt Angle's first ever match live and in person in Detroit during, for Survivor Series in 1999. But I'm going to go with Brett the Hitman Heart. 
his music was so great they added the you suck to it and he started he he loved it <laughs> <laughs> yes ronan we are dorks but it's fun yeah <laughs> hey job man's not just going after lacrosse anymore too <laughs> here's 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 a sleeper roddy piper and if you don't remember it's just the bagpipes mm -hmm. which when he came out with the bagpipes it was awesome but a, here's a great one. Booker T slash Harlem Heat. Yeah, I remember. And he do the yeah, spinner. That was pretty good. But it, it's kind of. I'm going with Roddy Piper's, though. I really am. Just because it was. It, just, it brings back more memories. Now I know you were a big fa big fan, Dave, of the Stink Face and Rikishi, along with Too Cool. So, oh, I love the Too Cool theme music. You love the Too Cool, but is oh, it better I love than the Too Cool theme music? I love it. You know, is it yeah. better than N W O? Oh my goodness! Oh, you don't understand. Too cool theme music is some of my favorites. But <laughs> gotta make a choice. Unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately, I'm just I'm gonna have to go with the NWO. Although I love the, the Too Cool theme music. That was my Too Cool was a lower seed. It just it just ended yeah. up that way. All right, everybody's got a price. Is that right, everybody? Jeff. <laughs> oh man, you left out so many. So I had I had an album. Actually, it was a friend of mine, and he had the album, and we listened to it all the time. It was what was it? It was um, WWF the Music, yep. Volume Three, from nineteen ninety eight, and that's what I've been playing the the samples from. And okay. there are some great songs on there that did not get included, like you didn't have the, you didn't have Kane. Um, that was a really good one. I, I could have um, had Kane, yeah. Hello, ladies. Yeah, I, I Venus. Well, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. To me, an intro is all about like shock and awe. So when you heard mm -hmm. the glass break, when you heard if yep. you smell, like you knew it right away, or if the lights went out, you knew what was going on. And so that's like what I don't know, like some of the older ones, it just I couldn't tell you what Kane's music sounds like. The lights went off and everyone freaked out because they were excited to see what was going to happen. And then the four corners of the uh, the ring lit up in flames. Like, I don't know what his music was. That's like, you said, what's the Undertaker's? I don't know, Bells. <laughs> That's what yeah, I thought it would be. Because no one remembers that stuff. So go ahead, Brian. Let's finish this thing off. All right, Macho Man and HBK, Jeff. Oh, I'm going to his side now? Yeah. HBK. That's how we do it, right, Dave? HBK. Yeah, that's, that's that fine. was a suggestion for I got it. That is an email from I can't remember who that said, Hey, next time you guys do brackets, switch switch people in the second round. HBK was one of my favorites. Well, I think you just poo-pooed this next one, so I'm gonna write it write it in already. Undertaker and Ric Flair. Oh well, yeah, Ric Flair, <laughs> man. Voodoo Child and Bret Hart. Voodoo Hollywood. Child still, Voodoo Child still. Hollywood yeah. Voodoo Child's doing well. And the end uh, of <laughs> what's yeah. that NWO and Roddy Piper NWO okay all right you, you picked well you did well on my side there Jeff that you picked the right oh, one thank you. Thank now you. I'm gonna DiBiase and Foley <laughs> I'm gonna believe it I'm gonna go DiBiase yeah I, I mean 
I mean, that that was really you knew what was going to happen when you heard that. Yeah, everybody has a price. He came to our area a couple of years ago. I took my son, nicest man in the world, just a, a sweet <laughs> guy. He's just an awesome guy. Okay. Um, Hulk Hogan, real American, against The Rock. So we're going to WrestleMania 18. Main event. Oh my goodness! How do you Ye- get these guys matched up in the second? It's, it's round? actually an easy choice. I don't think it is. Those are those might be my two favorites. So you gotta pick I'm, one. I'm going with Hulk Hogan. Oh, well, wow. I would have I would have gone the other way. Would have gone the I, other way. I, 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 I still like the Rock more as a wrestler, but I mean, I real okay. American. I mean, come on, come on. It's all about the Vince shock McMahon, and awe. Mm-hmm. Vinnie Mac and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Those things even Stone Cold glass breaking. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> Let the man think, Jeff. <laughs> he answered. He answered it. Did he say Stone Cold? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He okay. said Stone yeah. Cold. New Age Outlaws and Degeneration X. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I'm going with New Age Outlaws. Oh. Upset. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's all you have to say. Yeah, I mean. All right. So uh, we're going to go back to the other side now. Actually, I guess we uh, we stay on this side, and it's with Jeff. Yep. Yeah. Jeff, you get DiBiase and Hogan. Hogan. Stone Cold and the New Age Outlaws. Stone Cold. Ah, oh, wow. They went down. Dave, HPK and Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Voodoo Child and the NWO. Mm. Voodoo Child. Wow. Okay. Would have you done that too, Jeff? Uh, That would have been a tough one, but I probably would have gone Voodoo Child. Hollywood Hulk Hogan was a different beast. All right. All right. So uh, we've got a final four. And I guess. Tune in next week to see what we choose. (laughs) (laughs) So so here we go. Jeff, did you just you just pick Voodoo? It child. should be Jeff choosing no, between I should be on the Voodoo Rick Child Flair yeah. and Voodoo Child. Okay, Rick Flair and Voodoo Child. Voodoo Child. Okay, Voodoo Child is in the finals against Stone Cold and Hulk Hogan. Dave, <laughs> Jeff's not gonna like it. What's that? Oh, he's gonna take Hulk Hogan again. He's taking Hogan. Yeah. No, unfortunately. Well, if not, it's gonna be Hogan versus Hogan in the finals. <laughs> You would would you be shocked? I mean, no, because I've asked that thing. question for you guys in an either or thing. That was the two that I had it narrowed down to. But just because I know Jeff would want it more than anything, I'll go with Stone. <laughs> that that's a great finale, though. Mm-hmm. This is a tough bracket because there's lots of good stuff. Stone Cold and Vo- Hulk Hogan, Voodoo Child. I'll go first. Nothing, if you were there live or even watching in your living room, nothing got you more amped than hearing the glass break. And so I'm going to go with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he was also probably one of my favorite wrestlers ever. So it was, yeah, Stone Cold. Deputy Dave. I was not a Stone Cold fan. I would have picked Hulk Hogan in the last round, but I know Jeff would have killed me. Why so did, I'm but from the very beginning, out of everything that you said, my number one would have been Voodoo Child. And so there we have it, folks. Tiebreaker. 
Now I would have I would have messed that entire thing up. <laughs> well, I kind of messed it up when I didn't wall. pick the rock. So, so a uh, really interesting and uh, there was a name for it, and I well, you've got to pick here's the, the name winner, of the Brian. song. What, what's that? You've got to pick. Oh, the do winner, I pick the winner? We, yeah, because we were split. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, I knew that's what you're going to pick too. Let I me say, not. let me say something here. Job man is dishing on, is cutting on wrestling. Okay, and first and foremost, job man, you and I have our beef, anyways, about the sport of lacrosse. <laughs> Second thing, it is a soap opera. Anyone that is being honest with themselves knows it's fake. Knows it's all there for just the drama of it. It is a soap opera. You want to see action. Even if it's not real, like for the other day, I turned on an old WrestleMania that was on ESPN. It was an undercard match. My wife was watching it for like, we watched for five minutes. And I, she's like, I don't understand what's what's going on. And I was like, honestly, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just how it ends. <laughs> it's just how it ends. And there's so much drama involved leading up to and after the match. And um, I think Shane McMahon was fighting. And uh, no, I'm sorry, it was Triple H was in the ring. And so Stephanie McMahon was distracting the, the, you know, the everyone in the ring and all this stuff. And I was like, this is just part of it. It's just, it's, it's honestly, it's entertainment. And that's why they change it to world wrestling entertainment. And mm-hmm. I said, I loved it. When I was in high school, I haven't watched since that era of stone cold and the rock left. I loved it. And so job man. So I like days of our lives. Sure. I'll watch days of our lives. Yeah, I, mean, I would watch it. Who cares? I used yeah, to watch it all the time. It's entertaining mm-hmm. job man. Have Yeah. I, when it comes to wrestling, I don't watch anymore. And there was a reason with behind that. Um, it, well, to me, it got to a point that no one could ever just wrestle anyone and just beat them. It all, it got to a point at one that it was something had to interfere. Some, there was always no one ever really won or anything. It just hit a stretch there for a while that just got frustrating for me. And, uh, I was even watching a pay-per-view with friends and no one was actually watching the pay-per-view. I realized I'm like, yeah, I think this. I think I might be done with it. But, but he <laughs> said, so it doesn't love, appreciate the tone. I'm bringing that up. Um, <laughs> but, but my high school, my my twelfth grade English teacher, who you know, why we why we are learning Shakespeare, said he equated. He said, "You want to know the closest thing to Shakespearean acting these days? Forget going to movies or anything else. Watch professional wrestling." Those guys are talented. It's not about the voice. Even when they come out and talk, that's one thing. He's like, but the but the things they can do physically and still go out and then do it a week later by not actually hurting each other in that way, he says, it's the most amazing acting you'll ever see. And now when that you leads- think of it that way, you can really appreciate it more. Now that leads to a question I was going to ask both you and Dave, you and Jeff, because you're athletes. Where do you put these guys on the athlete scale? You take the scripting out of it. How athletic do you have to be to be able to do that job? Well, let's be honest. You take the scripting out. For instance, I'll never forget when uh, Mankind, Mick Foley, got chokeslammed through the top of a Hell in a Cell match. Pittsburgh. And landed on thumbtacks and a bunch of other stuff. You don't fake that. <laughs> He, no. he stood up and had thumbtacks in his back. Okay. I'm not saying that it's, oh my gosh, let's rush him to the hospital. He could have gone to the hospital, but I'll tell you what, like those guys are tough. You know, yeah. they are tough. And a lot of it is fake, but you talk to any wrestler, like the chest slaps, those are real. 
<laughs> um, sometimes they do connect on a punch or two. Athleticism, I don't know. Like to me, athletic being an athlete is, is definitely a tough debate because not everyone could do what the wrestlers do, yet not everyone could do what an NFL player does either. You know, now there are the few like yeah. The Rock who did both. Who was a, a football player in Miami, but went into wrestling. Um, obviously, Kurt Angle was an Olympic wrestler and then turns Goldberg. into pro wrestler. Goldberg. Um, you have Brock Lesnar was a wrestler and then mixed martial arts. Um, they're definitely Michael. athletes. They're definitely athletes, but I, I don't know where they fall in the hierarchy. It's it it's different depending on every sport. It's it takes a different type of person to be able to do professional wrestling than play football or play basketball or those other things. I mean, think about it. Look at golf. I mean, the guys that are out there professional wrestling, you know, not not the golfers don't have to be in shape. I mean, not all of them are, but a lot of them. Part of what what makes them so good is that they is that they stay in shape, right, Jeff? Yes. Um, yeah. I'm making sure I'm not saying anything crazy about, about no, your precious yeah. golf, but golf. you know, I don't know how many professional wrestlers could golf. I don't know how many golfers could professional wrestle. You're right. So it's just different athleticism. It's different skills. Let me just say Let real quick, well, real quick, Brian, before you say this, Jesse George summed up my adolescence in one message. I wrestled on a trampoline, like a champ. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> so who were the last two Steelers? To wrestle in pay-per-views. Pay-per-views? I don't know. Kevin hey. Green. Okay. And D'Angelo Williams. Oh, I forgot about D. Will. That wasn't WWE, though. That was TNA. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But that was at the same time when Angle was still there, and there—I mean, there Sting was still there. Was some you know big names there. Um, so that's all I've got on the. Uh, on the bracket, um, the winner was Won't Do What You Tell Me, the official name for the Stone Cold Steve Austin theme. <laughs> won't Do What You Tell Me. There you go. I guess, what, am I up for a bracket next week? I'll tell you what, it won't be a long one. <laughs> It'll be uh, eight, eight things, whatever that is. Now, you know what, Jeff? You could probably do 64 and get through it faster than Brian because Brian has a story with every song he brings up. I paint a picture, Dave. I, you know, I'm I a total know. package. We're just we're just glad your microphone's plugged in. That's all. Yeah, you know, yeah. that was uh, I was I was doing I'm sorry, Brian. I just had to bust on you with that. No, you know what? Sometimes I'm not known for my brevity, and I know that, but sometimes I'm like the Bob Ross of BTSC. I paint that entire picture. That's a happy little hey. tree. Happy little yes. tree. <laughs> All right, Dave, what do you have for us tonight? Really? I, I, I was just waiting <laughs> for Brian's bracket. I figured that was going to take up the oh. whole show, and I didn't realize oh, it was going wow. to take up even more than that. I, I just... I thought I thought that was it. I mean, if you want me to try to bring up something... I, ah, write a bracket could... in two seconds. Go. Write a bracket in two <laughs> seconds. So... um. Or you can bring out a playlist again. I'll bring out a playlist. <laughs> so y'all listen to hey. any new music? Any new music out there? Any new music? Yeah. New music. I don't listen to new music. That's Although new music isn't bad. Oh, he, oh no, 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 I know it's fine. This this got me thinking. I was I actually had to had to go out and and do a pickup order at the store uh this afternoon because when you want to get stuff for your kids for 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 Easter and 
you don't want to go shop, you order it. And some things they said, oh, you got to pick it up in the store. So I went out to get it and the radio was on and a song came on and I'm like, because of a movie, this song will never be the same to me again. Yeah. Anyone, you guys ever have that? Whereas where, where because of it was either on a TV show. What was the song? In a movie. What was the song? I really want to know what it was. I can tell you what what it is. It's completely random. Let me guess. The Dawson's Creek. (laughs) No, absolutely not. I'm going to write it down. Ready? I'm going to write it down before you say it because I know what you're going to say. I bet you you don't. (laughs) I bet you you don't because it's from a movie. It's actually from two movies. Okay. Then I'm probably wrong. You're probably wrong. Why? What was it? I want to see it. Hip to be square. That's, uh, a that's a good one, but no, that wasn't it. You know what the song American came Psycho on? completely changed. It was UB40 version of Baby I Love Your Way. What movie is that from? That that is from Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. Uh yeah, it was I've never seen that. Jumanji the next level. All oh, Jeff, those movies Jeff. are hilarious. They're hilarious. Fantastic. The new Jumanji's yeah. great stuff. Yeah, so better than the original? I, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I love the original. Yeah. You love the rock. Yeah. There you oh, go. Oh, yeah. I mean Jack Black is great. Kevin Hart in, in, in is great. The first of the newer ones when Jack Black is playing a teenage girl. Where it's a teenage girl that's uh, it's hilarious. He, no, he nails it. I think it's on our it, DVR. I think it's on our DVR. Dude, you need to watch star. it. Both of them are great. It. I've <laughs> I've got the next one on DVD when I can actually leave the house or sorry, Blu-ray. I could even let you watch the second one, which some people say was as good. I went with lower expectations. I, I liked it just as much as the first one. Hey, when it's you great. throw in the Dannys to the mix, Danny DeVito and Danny. Oh Glover, my goodness, fantastic. The, the rock as Danny DeVito, hilarious. But I, t- I tell you what, Kevin Hart as Danny Glover, he's like, did I die and come back <laughs> as a small, muscular boy scout? I mean, it, he nailed it. It was fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, because of both those movies, anytime I hear that song, Baby, I Love Your Way, UB40, I can't help but think of that movie. There you go. Now, I have a question for yeah. you guys. You're all dads. This would be the Steeler last Fan 74, you are correct. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> um, we'll, we'll end on this one. How do y'all handle Easter in your house? You all do gifts. I mean, most do baskets. I grew up in a household where, let me preface this with. You probably got we, fruit. <laughs> we would, well, no, we would get a basket, very small basket. My parents would hide it, have to find it. My mom, who's a French teacher, she would actually travel to France every other year. And there were a couple times where she was gone over Easter. On those years, my dad got my brother and I a bag of Hershey kisses, threw them on our bed and said, there you go. You don't have to look this year. <laughs> <laughs> but still, as a as a father, <laughs> as a father, there are some people that go like all buck wild for Easter. They get gifts, they get clothes, they get baskets. I'm like, man, I am not doing any of that. How do you all handle it, Brian? What do you do in the Davis house? We actually, I mean, we go crazy for Christmas for Easter. We go fairly small. Um, for all of the, uh, we kind of have a role in our house with every holiday. And once fifth grade is over, um, Tooth Fairy doesn't come back. Santa doesn't come back. Easter Bunny doesn't come back. We have that. Uh, we have a contract with uh, the holiday, uh, the holiday characters, not to come back at that point, and it's understood. And so this is will be the last holiday. Um, my wife looked at me today and said, we, "We have nothing going on, and somebody expects a basket." So we, we still do a small basket. We don't go crazy. Dave, oh, Brian Anthony Davis. 
I was in college and I still had Santa. I was, I was, it was the, the Christmas before I got married and I still had Santa. Oh, no. And this is, I, you know, I agree. This that's is just, my wife's that's just something family. that we did. Yeah, I know. But no, honestly, I, I had him in college too. When, when, but when, I, my mom's when I was writing. So. Yeah. When, when, <laughs> when I was, when like I was a kid, we always got, you know, baskets. The baskets were always just sitting there. Um, but we always got up at like five o'clock in the morning to go to sunrise service. So you could look at the basket, but you couldn't touch it um and, and all that stuff but it was just tons of candy and see with with my kids we just don't do as much candy as we should like they still have halloween candy because they only have a little bit of it at a time so we don't do we don't need more candy so that's what my wife we got we we get a couple smaller gifts is what we do for our kids that's what they get like a couple a few years ago we did the big one that's when the kids found out that uh in six days they were leaving for disney world you know, we, we did one of those one time, yeah, but, yeah, um, cool. but, but they'll, they'll get like, they'll have some plastic eggs that they find that have some like, like, uh, Hershey kisses or some Reese cups, just a couple of them. Um, other than that, I think they, the kids get, get like a book and a movie and maybe one other thing. And yeah, we so go small. something fun. Yeah. How about, how about at the Hartman household? Shoot, man. I don't, we don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> Like we've already told our kids, like, yeah, the Easter Bunny is not is not real. So, like, that's <laughs> not Easter Bunny is Corona. You know, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, kids, you're gonna lose some viewers there, Brian. Hey. <laughs> don't joke about that. Let's quarter us into plastic eggs. Yep, I can do that. I I don't. We don't have any eggs. Like that's the thing. Like we don't even have. Well, I don't know. We used to dye eggs and stuff. I'm I'm not into all that. Okay, I I can't stand doing that. Yeah, okay. I despise it. Yeah. One All quick right. comment before we sure sure go for it. I I gotta throw this out. So I uh, I jumped into it uh, on Saturday and we talked about what kind of shows we're watching during the quarantine and what's coming up. And I jumped into the phenomenon head first. Oh, and color me a fan of the Tiger King, <sighs> greatest train wreck I ever watched. I've been watching. Yeah, it's yeah, funny love, when I heard love. people talk about that show. I'm like, oh, that I don't. Know. I said I'm not watching that. That sounds like a sounds like a show Bad would watch. Oh, it's that's, it, that's it literally the first thing I thought about when I heard about it the first time. It is absolutely incredible, and it's a documentary <laughs> that there's people like this out there, and it's not what you think. It just it goes into like a murder plot that's <laughs> or a murder for hire plot, and it's all. It's fantastic. And it's such a phenomenon that yesterday during the the presidential briefing mm -hmm. on the on the he coronavirus, he was asked about pardoning um but yeah. Joe, whatever it is name Joe is. Exotic, which I'm yeah. changing my name to Bad Exotic um because of that. <laughs> That's but just it's a seven crazy. episodes. I, I just absolutely <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. Kathy, Kathy's into it. Kathy, Kathy knows. It's uh, you, you know, if it wasn't for the quarantine, not a lot of people would watch this show. Nobody would know about it. But talk about great timing. I mean, the best timing to have this come out when people are looking for something. I don't know, but we started watching Shit's Creek, which is really funny. Very funny show. <laughs> it's a really funny show. Like my wife I've is like, "Have you heard anything about that? that?" It started off slow. Like we're starting from episode one. We got we're in season two, and it started off real slow. But man, Levy, the Levy family is hysterical. 
They are hysterical because it's a family affair with that show. It's tremendous. So, all my right, kid started watching uh, every Everybody Hates Chris this week, and that's I sat down show. and watched it with him. That's a good show, and that's a fun show. Gives you've got uh, Chris Rock narrating and anything Terry Crews is in. Yes, I love. He's a giant. <laughs> Tell you what, you know what, you know what, our big thing has been fant- fantastic reality show that's been on um, season finale next week. My kids are super into it. Lego Masters. Mm. It's been wonderful. On Fox. It's, you can it's, watch on, it on, it's on our DVR. My son likes to watch it. I'll watch it with him every now and then. We haven't watched a lot of TV during quarantine. So uh, we've been outside more now than we have never. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> outside been playing. Out. Outside playing. Not trust me. We're not we're not we're still social distancing, people. Don't don't freak out on us. <laughs> the Harbins are the looting them all. Right. Don't call the police. <laughs> Don't call Governor Hogan with his black mask on. All right, and with that, we're going <laughs> to... With that, that wraps up the after party. Thanks for sticking with us. We hope that you all uh, stay safe, stay strong, and, and make sure you check us out next week. Another Steelers preview of the after party, guys. Good show. We'll see you next time.